Good morning and welcome to our Wednesday edition of Roadmap to Heaven. A little quieter start this morning, not due to any technical difficulty, but just due to the fact that it's Ash Wednesday. It's a day where we fast, a day where we pray, a day where we abstain from meat, and we order our lives around the spiritual impact of today. So I thought we'd start simply this morning. In addition to our morning offering, when we pray this morning, I'd like to just reflect by reading together the words of Psalm 51 this morning. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. And we read in Psalm 51, Have mercy on me, God, in accord with your merciful love. In your abundant compassion, blot out my transgressions. Thoroughly wash away my guilt, and from my sin cleanse me. For I know my transgressions, my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your eyes, so that you are just in your word and without reproach in your judgment. Behold, I was born in guilt, in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire true sincerity, and secretly you teach me wisdom. Cleanse me with hyssop, that I may be pure. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. You will let me hear gladness and joy. The bones you have crushed will rejoice. Turn away your face from my sins, blot out all my iniquities. A clean heart create for me, God. Renew within me a steadfast spirit. Do not drive me from before your face, nor take from me your Holy Spirit. Restore to me the gladness of your salvation. Uphold me with a willing spirit. I will teach the wicked your ways, that sinners may return to you. Rescue me from violent bloodshed, God, my saving God, and my tongue will sing joyfully of your justice. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or I would give it, a burnt offering you would not accept. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a contrite, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There are a lot of paradoxes today. We read, you know, you desire not sacrifice, and yet today we begin our Lenten sacrifice, but the sacrifice our Lord desires is a contrite spirit. So all of the sacrifices we make today and throughout the season of Lent have that specific goal in mind a contrite spirit, a return to the Lord, not giving up candy for the sake of giving up candy, not giving up whatever it may be for the sake of giving it up, but giving it up so that we can make a return to the Lord. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show today. With our radio and podcast listeners, we're going to be visiting with Father Joseph Mary Wolf from EWTN down in Alabama about a Lenten program they have available for us. And we're going to talk with Father Wade Menezes about some ideas of what we can do in terms of positives and negatives in the season of Lent. I'm just going to say right off the bat, there's some really good stuff in that conversation today. And if you can't stick around to tune in for that, maybe you're heading to morning mass this morning. Maybe you've already been to morning mass. Um, we're going to make that full conversation available on the podcast. There's actually a lot more to it than what we're able to put on the air today. But we're going to have that full conversation for you on the podcast. In the meantime, let's get started. 
Today is the feast of the chair of St. Peter. According to tradition, the throne of St. Peter was used by Peter himself. However, exhaustive testing has shown it's no older than the 6th century and likely the throne presented as a gift from Holy Roman Emperor Charles the Bald to Pope John VIII in 875. Pope Benedict XXVI describes this chair as a symbol of the special mission of Peter and his successors to tend Christ's flock, keeping it united in faith and charity. We hear so much about Peter in Scripture, and most of the time he is struggling to grasp what the Lord is asking of him. But while flawed like the rest of us, there was a reason Jesus chose him to lead the church from its very beginning. His leadership qualities would have been on clear display as the head of a fishing business. And after the Pentecost, those leadership qualities infused by the Holy Spirit show themselves immediately as he is the first to speak, telling a large crowd in Acts 2, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Today in the Gospel of Matthew, we will hear from Jesus directly as he asks Peter, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter says in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. St. Peter, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We may have said this a few times today. It is the day. It is Ash Wednesday. Lent begins today. And perhaps we've been so focused on what we are giving up for Lent, we haven't thought about that prayer component of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And our next guest is a familiar voice on our airwaves here with something we can do to add a little bit of prayer in this season of Lent. We're happy to be joined by Father Joseph Mary Wolf, one of the Franciscan Friars of the Eternal Word down in Birmingham, Alabama, at a little television radio network known as EWTN. Father, it's good <laughs> to speak with you today. And good to be with you, Adam. Now, I understand that if I go to EWTN.com slash Lent, I will have mm -hmm. the opportunity and our listeners will have the opportunity mm -hmm. to sign up for a series of Lenten meditations led by yours truly. So, Father, could you tell us a little bit about this program you've put together for the season? Yes. So we have a meditation for Ash Wednesday and all of these Sundays of Lent, as well as uh, Palm Sunday and uh, Easter Sunday. And uh, so it's basically a, just a short reflection on the Gospel readings, or the readings of that day, or the significance of Ash Wednesday, for example. And the theme kind of that I, I took this time was from Revelation, Revelation 14.4, and it says, They followed the Lamb wherever He goes. And so Jesus is the Lamb, and the redeemed follow Him wherever He goes, and so I say that, you know, Lent is difficult if we go it alone. But if we're going with Jesus, we're following him into the desert, and we're with him in the desert, we see that he too is fasting. And we follow him through this journey 
and the cycle of readings we have is year A, we have these wonderful readings of the Samaritan woman, the blind man who was healed, and the raising of Lazarus from the dead. So these are reflections on um, just a perspective of we're with Jesus, and we're watching what he's doing, and we're learning from him. I think that's a beautiful thing, and it calls to mind what we hear in the readings. Uh, and, and I can't remember if these are year A or not, but every time we get to that passage of readings, that Jesus went out into the desert for 40 uh-huh. days and was tempted. And so as we mm-hmm. begin this season of Lent, and I might already be worried about, oh, I gave this up, and now I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, and now I can't stop thinking about right. it. How am I going to make it through 40 days? <laughs> you know, exactly. Jesus was already there first. Yeah, and I think, you know, we sometimes kind of look at, I know I've looked in the, the past where, oh, Lent is coming, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just around the corner. We have a kind of a feeling of dread. And what I think maybe is lacking there is that let's go with Jesus. If we're with him and he's with us and the sacrifices that we make, the um, being with him, it all has meaning and it's it's a lot easier to go, and it's also actually much more fruitful if we keep our eyes on Jesus and not just on what we're sacrificing. I know I fall into that trap of I'm going to do this for Lent and I'm doing this or mm-hmm. I'm I'm adding that or I'm giving up this when really the whole point of this is what he did in the Paschal sacrifice and without that, it, Father, it doesn't matter what I do. There's nothing I could do that could earn mm-hmm. that salvation uh, without. Jesus stepping in on the cross. So it's all about drawing closer to him and with his grace, removing any obstacles that stand in the way of our union with him. Like today, this morning, I had the TV Mass, actually yesterday, and, uh, uh, and I was talking about how the, uh, you know, the cell phone devices that we have, that it's there's a study that was done that we look at our phones, Americans average uh, 350 times a day. And just the the uh, control that these devices have on us, and how is the time really maybe to fast from all of that distraction and just enter into the silence of the desert so that we can be with Jesus, we can hear the still, small voice within. Father, before we uh, let you go here, I would like to ask about that TV Mass. We broadcast the uh, Mass every day here on our network at 11 a.m., and it's always wonderful to hear the homilies from the chapel at EWTN. And I wonder, for those who say, you know, I'd love to get to daily Mass, but my family dynamic, my work dynamic at this stage in life just does not allow me to get there, unfortunately, Perhaps they could think about either tuning into the Mass live, mm-hmm. or I know it's available on uh, YouTube after the mm-hmm. fact and on the various social media channels for EWTN. How can something like that, you know, again, not the same as going to Mass every day, but yeah. even just taking that time to listen to the readings each day this Lent and to hear a homily, how can that help us walk with our Lord in this season? Yeah, and you know, Pope Pius XII addressed this very issue. <laughs> I did a my master's thesis on the social use of media, and he said, although, like you mentioned, it doesn't fulfill our Sunday obligation, uh, for example, and it's not the same as attending Mass, he said that spir- spiritual fruits can be gained and uh, growth in faith 
you're listening on the radio or watching on television, the, um, the Mass. And so that's it. We can gain just by our, our faith, our hope, and our love by making a spiritual communion, which was often recommended by the saints when you couldn't physically receive Holy Communion, as something beneficial. Catherine of Siena said that receiving the Eucharist is like receiving gold, if you will, but a spiritual communion is like silver. You know, it still has this rich value for our souls. I love it, and I love that image and analogy, Father. I want to thank you for taking the time to explain uh, what is going on with these Lenten meditations and what they're based in. Again, that's Revelation 14.4, that we... We shouldn't go this. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we the sheep, shouldn't go without the shepherd, without the, the Lamb of God himself. Father, could I ask you to offer a prayer for our listeners before we conclude? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this graced time of the season of Lent. And we want to follow your Son, Jesus, the Lamb, wherever he goes and wherever he leads us, because we know he's leading us to the fullness of life and life in you and a communion not only with you, but with each other. So we ask your blessing upon each of us, all of the listeners of Covenant Radio, that they may grow in this love of God during this holy season. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Joseph Mary Wolf from EWTN, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. And again, those Lenten meditations can be found at EWTN.com slash Lent. You can sign up there and receive those in your email inbox. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. Last night I had the opportunity to go visit with the men of St. Joseph Parish in Farmington, Missouri. It was a great evening to get ready for the season of Lent, which begins today. And we were talking about several ideas for what men can be doing in the world today to evangelize and to live out our faith. And it got me thinking how much I love lists. And uh, so today we have a conversation for you that we had earlier with Father Wade um, He wasn't able to join us at the 7 a.m. hour, but he was able to join us. And we want to bring you a part of that conversation to give you some ideas of things you can do for Lent. And before we dive in here, I do want to tell you the full conversation is going to be available on our podcast today. So let's go to that conversation with Father Wade. The last time... The last time that Father Wade was with us, just last week, uh, we were talking about Lent in the general. And today we're going to dive into the positives and negatives. Now, let, Father Wade, I remember that last year when you and I had this conversation, there was just one very important detail. Do not take Father Wade's coffee ice cream away from him. If that's what he gives up for Lent, once Easter comes, you better steer clear. Uh, but well, we're going to talk about these things today. Yeah, you, well, actually, you make it sound like it's just one thing, the coffee ice cream. And you, so you're partially correct. It's coffee, ice cream, and especially coffee ice cream. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, I've got this list here. This is a rare opportunity where I have a list. It's not a Father Wade Menezes list, but I thought of you immediately because it is a great list of 40 unique ideas for Lent from my friend Marcel Lejeune. I'm actually going to throw a link in the description so our listeners can go to that one. Uh, without us having to talk about Marcel, because we're here to talk about the positives and negatives with you as we begin Lent today on Ash Wednesday. Um, Maybe we're still saying, all right, I've got to make my decision today. So let's dive in with some guidance, Father. Sounds good. Sounds good. 
first of all, for those who are just uh, attending uh, to our talk now for the first time and didn't hear last week's, I want to urge them to go to the Covenant Network website or the Fathers of Mercy uh, website, the Facebook links at both respective sites, uh, to watch last week's interview, because we talked about Lent generally, uh, if you will, a general overview of Lent, okay? And uh, we ended that conversation about Lent as a liturgical season and why it's important and everything else by explaining that there are positives of Lent, things I want to do for Lent, that's a positive, and things I want to give up for Lent, things that I that, that are negative that I want to give up. And so uh, whether it's either or or a combination of both, and hopefully it'll be a combination of both that we do as individuals, uh, today's topic is going to focus more on that. So uh, my point here is that the the two interviews really go together and to get a a cohesive whole of the liturgical season of Lent and what it's all about, Adam, I really want to encourage uh, your listeners and my listeners uh, to go and listen to both uh, half hour podcasts uh, that that have the visual to them as well at the YouTube link. But yeah, so so first of all, just a little recap of Lent. You know, we said last week that the word Lent comes from the Middle English word Lenten, meaning springtime, which automatically bells and whistles should go off, that it's all about new life and new growth, uh, a new living testament, etc. Okay, so Lent comes from the old Middle English meaning meaning springtime. The Lenten season lasts 40 days because Jesus went into the desert for 40 days of fasting, meditation, and reflection before beginning his three years of public ministry. The Congregation for Divine Worship describes Lent as a time of preparation for Easter. Quote, it is a time to hear the word of God, to convert, to prepare for, and remember one's baptism, to be reconciled with God and one's neighbor, and of more frequent recourse to the arms of Christian penance prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, also known as the three eminent good works. And these three things constitute precisely that, uh, eminent, the the best of, huh? good works, because they aid ourselves and they aid our neighbor. Lent officially begins on Ash Wednesday and ends at the beginning of the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday evening. And traditionally, as we know from last week's discussion, Adam, that Sundays are excluded from Lent's 40-day count. So today I want to talk about some positives and negatives, things we can do, positive, things uh, negative that we can give up. And I think that's very important. But before we delve into those, um, I want to uh, give a little overview of just fasting per se and, and what the church's teaching is on fasting. And so that we know the fasting rules, especially for the two days of both fasting and abstinence that are required Uh, by the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, especially on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. But first of all, regarding fasting, especially during the liturgical season of Lent, fasting is a form of self-denial or self-deprivation, we could say, that deepens our appreciation of and longing for the food we really need, the food of God, the Trinitarian Godhead in our lives, all things offered to the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit, that, that Trinitarian spirituality that I like to make reference to so much, that our, our whole lives should revolve around this Trinitarian spirituality, whether it's our work, our family life, our friendship life, our life of friendships, um, our recreation and leisure. Everything should be uh, revolving around this strong Trinitarian spirituality that leads us to be more eternity-minded. All things offered to the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit, whether I'm working at my desk, whether I'm watching a ball game with my fellow Father of Mercy confreres, um, whether I'm visiting family and friends, it, it can all be offered to Almighty God. 
our Trinitarian Godhead. And I think that's important. And so we're told in scripture, the reason why Christ's disciples do not fast in Matthew 9 is because they have given themselves over to Jesus, okay, who leads them to the Father in the Holy Spirit, right? He who has seen me sees the Father, right? And then he promises the paraclete at the completion of the Paschal Mystery, 50 days after uh, uh, the resurrection of our Lord, we celebrate Pentecost, the sending forth of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus is their food that completes this Paschal Mystery, this four-event event of our Lord's passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. But we fast now during Lent in order to seek him day after day, and in a special way during this liturgical season of Lent, and to desire to know his ways ever more, right, so that they continue uh, even past Lent, our relationship with him, and the principles that help keep that relationship, personal relationship with Jesus Christ active in our lives. And so we fast simply, to sum it all up, uh, so that this Lent, Christ will be come our all. He will become our all. And there's different ways that we can do this in our daily life, whether one be single or married or a consecrated religious. So that said, a little bit about Ash Wednesday and, and, and Good Friday, days of fasting and abstinence and penance, according to the USCCB's website. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, Adam, are both obligatory days of fasting and abstinence together. Uh, in addition, Fridays during Lent are obligatory days of abstinence for me. All other Fridays of the year, some 45 of them, right? are to be observed as days of penitential observance where the person takes on personally what they want to take on. So for example, we Fathers of Mercy here in our main general house in Auburn, Kentucky, we have the house practice, what's called a house custom in religious life, to still abstain from meat on Fridays throughout all the year, unless of course it's a solemnity on that Friday. For members of the Latin Catholic Church, the norms on fasting are obligatory from age 18 until age 59. When fasting, a person is permitted to eat one full meal as well as two smaller meals that together do not equal that one full sustaining meal. Uh, the norms concerning abstinence from meat are binding upon members of the Latin Catholic Church, the Latin rite that is, from age 14 onwards. All right. Members of the Eastern Catholic churches, some 23 different rites, observe the particular laws of their own Suri Uris churches, which is a canonical term in canon law, their own particular church, according to their own individual rite. If possible, the fast on Good Friday is continued until the Easter vigil on Holy Saturday night as the Paschal fast to honor the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ and to prepare ourselves then to share more fully and to celebrate more readily his resurrection. So that's just an overview of, of fasting and abstinence as far as the laws of the church, but particularly on both uh, Good Friday and on Ash Wednesday, um, which, which require both fasting and abstinence. And we can't forget that every Friday of the year is to be a day of penitential observance. So that's just a little overview there. Before we dive a little bit uh, more into this, I just want to say this. Yeah. The first year that I took that Good Friday fast all the way through to the Easter Vigil, I think that year in particular, I gave up donuts because Father, on my way to work every day, I was stopping at the gas station. They had really good donuts, and I'd grab one. So I said, this year, Lent, Adam, no, Adam, no donuts. Adam, do I, I 
I know confessions can't be heard over the air, but should I get my, my no. confessional call as you're saying this? <laughs> No, no, I'm just going to say this. That Saturday night, yeah. driving home from Mass on the Easter Vigil, the, the holiest of nights, I stopped at the gas station, and Sunday morning's donuts had been delivered, and without a doubt, the best donut I've ever had in my life was thanks to the joy of the resurrection celebrated liturgically in the life of the church. I'm just putting that out there to say, if oh. you can do it, do the fast through the Easter Vigil from Good Friday through to the vigil on Holy Saturday. Amen. And all great things come to those who wait, and you waited. So that's very, very good. All right. So we've already said what our definitions are of positives and negatives for them. Positives are things we do. Negatives are things we give up. Okay. So here's a little combination of both. And then I want to share two brief lists, one from Pope Francis and one from myself, that kind of give us some other ideas. But here's a list of 40 right here. Um, from Sherry Antonetti, who's a mother of 10 children. She and her husband live outside of Washington, D.C. She blogs for the National Catholic Register, and I thought this was very, very good. 40 Lenten resolutions, what to give up for Lent or to do for Lent. She says, with the Lenten season underway, here are a few ideas for how to begin the spiritual journey into the desert to prepare for the suffering, death, and resurrection of our Lord. And then she counts backwards, not necessarily because she's she's uh, giving us these in a hierarchy, but rather because she just wants to count from the 40 days of Lent up to the day of Easter, okay, or to the sacred triduum, actually. So number 40, go to Mass an extra time or two a week if your schedule permits it. That's a doing. That's a positive, right? Go to Mass an extra time or two a week. Give up caffeine. Now, that's really heroic, this second one, number 39, okay? Who wants to be around Father Wade when he gives up caffeine? Not too many people do. Just ask my confreres, okay? But it, it can be done. I want to tell you it can be done. Number 38, volunteer in the soup kitchen or a hospital for a few hours a week near your home. Uh, surrender credit cards and budget to pay only cash. This will help you to deplete your frivolity in spending on little things, right? So that's a good one, giving up the credit cards, surrendering the credit cards. Pray a daily rosary if you don't regularly pray the daily rosary. And I add to that number 36, pray a daily divine mercy chaplet. How about share the daily readings at dinner when the family sits down to have dinner or when you or your spouse or just one of the readings of the mass that day, huh? Fast from all fast food, there's a one that could be really trying for some people who, who maybe eat out fast food three, four, five times a week during their work schedule. Pack a lunch instead. Invest in a little uh, uh, igloo-type container where you can, you can make your lunch and take it to work. And you'll be saving money at the same time, huh? How about taking on a nine-day novena or a certain devotional? How about adding an hour of Eucharistic adoration to your weekly prayer regimen? Maybe your local parish church has a Eucharistic adoration chapel, for example. How about becoming a lay reader or an usher or bring Holy Communion to the homebound, signing up to be officially deputed as an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, in other words? Number 30, write to friends and representatives about your faith. Go to the gym or exercise daily as an offering. Invest in a home gym. Number 28, abstain from a favorite activity like Facebook or Twitter or from one's phone. Refrain from unpleasant, catty, or snarky comments, even in your head when they come. Kind of blot them out. Number 26 is say I love you daily to someone in your family or to a close friend. Number 25, offer up the most hated chore you have 
performing it with a cheerful heart. Number 24, receive the sacrament of reconciliation, holy confession, and adopted a daily examination of conscience. Uh, we've talked about in the past, Adam, how the church's tradition is actually two daily examinations of conscience, one at midday called the particular examine, and the one at the end of the day called the general examine. The particular one, you look at a particular virtue you're trying to advance or a particular vice you're trying to uproot out, and the general examine is, the one, is when you look at your whole day regularly uh, or generally throughout the whole day. Uh, become more educated uh, regarding the catechism of the Catholic Church. Maybe read three to five number paragraphs a day as part of your spiritual reading as well. Our novices do that at 4.15 every day uh, until the 4.30 holy hour begins community-wise up till 5.30 when we have solemn benediction. That first 15 minutes from 4.15 to 4.30, they're reading specifically the universal catechism of the Catholic Church as part of their coursework as novices. How about matching all extra spending that you do in charitable giving. How about that? Eliminate television and entertainment screens, except only when with family members to have a family night. Number 20, ban the cell phone or computer when not at work and use it only for work. Number 19 is visit the sick, the elderly, or the imprisoned as your schedule permits. Maybe sign up with your parish as an official homebound visitor. Pray daily for the souls in purgatory. That's a great one during Lent, I think. That, that, that'd be a great way to fulfill the prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the, the prayer part of the three eminent good works. Number 17 is seek reconciliation with estranged family and friends. Approach that estranged family, relative, or friend in a way that is appropriate given that particular circumstance. Give up a time fritterer, she calls it, such as surfing the net, shopping, television, telephone, etc., when you don't need to be doing that during free time. In other words, her point here is number 16 is with number 16 is make free time more productive. Have meatless meals all 40 days. That's something a person can do. Invite others to go to mass with you. Invite others to go to monthly confession with you. Clear out the closets of excessive toys and clothes that can be donated to charity, like to Catholic Charities or to St. Vincent de Paul or to Goodwill or to another non-denominational uh, uh, charitable giving store, the Salvation Army. Comfort the morning with food, presence, and prayer. Contribute to Catholic Charities or to a religious order. Number 10 is give masses with the mass card sent to the person as gifts during Lent. Send somebody an email telling them that you've had a mass set for them, for their needs and intentions. Maybe somebody you know who's going through a particularly hard time. Huh? Witness to life via a protest of the death penalty, abortion, writing letters, or participating in a prayerful witness. Pray for the conversion of prisoners, especially for those on death row. Even write their names down if need be, if you know who they are. Host families for dinner on a Friday fish fry. Discuss your faith. Host the family fish fry. If you have other relatives in your area and the extended family kind of lives in the area, maybe 20 of them or so, host a fish fry or get the whole extended family involved for different homes in the family, the extended family, to host the fish fry that night. These are great, great ideas, fantastic ideas. I kind of got lost here, Adam. Hang, hang on and bear with me here. 
Next, we have number seven. We're getting down to the list there. Resolve to sing loudly, if not well, at Mass, Adam. How's that one? <laughs> and do it with reverential joy. Okay, now this is a mother of 10 kids <laughs> who wrote this one, okay? So I'm wondering if there's anything about her and her husband taking up an entire pew with their beautiful family in the Alexandria, Washington, D.C. area. And she's saying, resolve to sing loudly, if not well, at Mass with joy and reverence. Adam, any comment on that as, as a husband and father with a good number of children yourself? You know, I, I will just say this. If we can get them all to open the hymnal, it's a yeah. good week. And, uh, and, you know, and and open the hymnal without tearing the pages, right? Well, we've got that one down. Finally, after about 12 years <laughs> of trying, we finally got there. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Number six on our list is help with the catechism program of your church. Maybe it meets on a Saturday. Maybe it meets on a Wednesday evening. Become a witness of your faith. If you can't be the actual catechism teacher for a particular class, offer to be an aide or a helper to that class. Get more involved in the parish and diocese. Find out where help is needed and become that very help at the parish level or the diocesan level. Number four, give up any unhealthy habit that keeps you from becoming closer to Christ. Number three, spend time discovering a saint's faith through their writings. Uh, this is a big one for me because I, I love reading the lives of the saints. I, I love reading a tidbit of the lives of the saints each day. We learn so much about the saints, especially the saints, Adam, that have the same state in life as we have. Now, we can benefit from reading the life of any saint, don't get me wrong, but I can benefit especially from reading the lives of saints that were uh, religious order priests. You know, you with saints and blesseds who were husbands and fathers, uh, single men in college, let's say, reading those lives of the saints of and blesseds of the single men, you know, like like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Fursati, whatever it is, you know, we, we gain from reading the life of any saint, no doubt, no doubt at all, but especially those who shared the same state in life as us, because as, as you've heard me say before, the saints lived in the modern world of their time, Adam, just like we live in the modern world now of our time. And if they did it, we can do it, right? So amen to that. Yeah, and I would say, Father, that's a great one to do right before dinner. Maybe just read a paragraph yeah. or two and then do your blessing before meals. Sit down as a family and have your meal together. You'd be surprised how many lives of the saints you could get through during the season of Lent if you just read a few paragraphs at dinner time. Yeah, amen. Amen. That's a beautiful idea. Uh, number two, she has asked for the graces you lack for daily in prayer with purposeful intent. Ask for the graces you lack in your daily prayer with purposeful intent. You know, do I lack in patience? Do I lack in charity towards this one brother, this one coworker, uh, this one sister? Do I lack in charity with this one sibling? And, and take that to personal prayer with, with purposeful intent. I think that's very important. And then she has down as number one, and I don't think she put these in any particular order, but it's a beautiful one for number one, Adam. She says, spend time every day thanking almighty God for his only begotten son. Amen to that. So uh, for those listening to this podcast and benefited from this list of 40 things we can both do and give up for Lent, that is to say positively do for Lent and negatively do for Lent, um, they can go to the National Catholic Register's um, archives. And for February 27th, 2020, they will find this article by Sherry Antonetti. Again, she's a freelance writer, blogger, and published author of the Book of Helen. And she lives just outside Washington, D.C. with her husband and 10 children. So uh, I, I want to thank Sherry for her great work as a, as a wife and mother and putting together such a great list. 
Uh, any comments on any of those, uh, uh, Adam? They kind of dovetail with the list that you shared with me earlier today before we went on the yeah. air. You know, um, I, from your friend, your friend Marcel. I'll say this, Father. Uh, first and foremost, to make it easy for our listeners, we'll put a link for those of you listening on the podcast or watching the video uh, version of this interview. We will put a link in the description. We'll save you from having to do the search and uh, our gift to you this Lent. But, Father, what I love, I, it takes me back to a friend of mine who once said, every time we say yes to something, we say no to something else. So even the positives, you know, get up yeah. earlier and pray means we're saying no to sleep. Or if I'm going to make it to daily Mass, I'm going to have to find a 6 a.m. Mass or a uh, 6.15 so that I can make it to the studio in time, which means I'm going to have to say no to my normal wake-up time and wake up even earlier. In that case, I'm probably not going to give up the coffee, however. The coffee will become all the more important. And I would say this, Father, I think of my good friend, uh, Father James, who once said, we have to be very careful that our fasting does not become someone else's penance. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So before you give up coffee, Berlin, ask yourself, do I really want my spouse and my children to be around me daily? when I'm haven't had my coffee. Okay. And it's, it's good self-knowledge. You know, we say this flippantly and kind of in a laughing way because it is kind of, of humorous, but at the same time, we need to pick things of fasting, whether in the positive or the negative, the doing or the giving up that are appropriate for us to help us move forward in growth and holiness in the walk of daily sanctity. I've said it before when, when we've recorded together, Adam, that St. Thomas Aquinas teaches in his Summa that the first step needed to grow in personal sanctity, personal holiness, is good self-knowledge. Know your vices to, to begin to uproot them. Know your virtues to begin to advance them. So if you don't have good self-knowledge, you can't grow in holiness. So ask yourself with your self-knowledge, should I be giving up coffee or does coffee kind of help me get through the day? Uh, because if I'm going to be a bear, an absolute bear to be around. Maybe I shouldn't give up coffee. Maybe I can give up coffee on Sundays. Maybe I can give up coffee on Fridays, but I'm not going to give up coffee entirely. So we joke about these things. We kind of make them humorous. And in one sense, they are human nature being what it is. You know, we got to get through this world laughing with a beautiful sense of humor and a beautiful pursuance of the truth at the same time. And so what you say isn't off the mark. In fact, what you say is, is very telling and very real and very true. Uh, Pope Francis recently put out a list and I think it's, it's very good because he begins each one of this, these listings with the word fast. And he says, fast from this and instead do this. And so I want to comb through these, huh? Maybe 10 or 12 different things that he gives here. Uh, Pope Francis says, uh, do you want to fast this Lent? Here's some ideas for fasting. Fast from hurting words and say only kind words. Fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude and joy. Fast from anger and be filled with patience and joy. Fast from pessimism and be filled with the virtue of hope, one of the three theological virtues, right? Along with faith and charity. He says, fast from worries and anxiety and instead have trust in God. Fast from complaints or complaining and contemplate simplicity and giving compliments. Fast from pressures and instead be prayerful. Fast from bitterness and fill your heart with joy. Fast from selfishness 
and instead be compassionate to others. You know, the word compassionate comes from the Latin word passio, um, which means a love, but specifically a love that's willing to suffer for the other. So we talk about the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he suffered. His passion was his suffering precisely because of the, of the love he has for us, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he laid down his life for, for us, you know, he, and he sent his only begotten son who, who sent down his life for us. So that's important. And, and you add the calm in front of passio, compassion. It means together with. Compassion is together with suffering with love for the other. And I think humanity can use a lot more compassion in the world today, um, very much so. So again, uh, uh, fast from selfishness and instead be more compassionate to others. Fast from grudges and be reconciled. And fast from words, even good words sometimes, and instead be silent so that you can listen more. So there you have it. There's a, a great list from uh, from Pope Francis. I think that's very, very good. Uh, Adam, is it possible for me to send you this list in a, in a simple email that you could post a link to it as well? I would love to do that, Father. And I would say this, perhaps fast from secular media in your car and tune in to Catholic Radio, like Roadmap to Heaven that you're listening to right now, Open Line Tuesdays with Father Wade Menezes. There's so many great programs throughout the day. Make Lent a season of growing in your faith with us here on Covenant Network and our, our partners at EWTN Global Catholic Radio. There's so it, It's free theology, free spirituality, free um, motivation, Amen. free encouragement all day, every day in the season of Lent and beyond. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I think I can say this. Uh, I, I listen to Christian radio, Christian contemporary, ra- contemporary radio, and in the Na- greater Nashville area, we have what's called Way FM. I don't know if you have a, a, an affiliate there in the St. Louis area, but they often talk about the 21-day challenge of listening to Way FM to change your life, your way of thinking, and to immerse yourself in the beautiful words of these contemporary Christian songs by contemporary Christian artists. Uh, well, you're offering a 40-day challenge to listen to Catholic Christian radio, and that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. Might I add, Adam, change your secular pottery in your home to Catholic pottery. Can I say that? There's Mother Angelica's uh, mug right there. And when I say it's her mug, I mean it in a dual sense. I mean it, there's her mug is in a coffee mug and there's her mug right there as well. How awesome is that? Well, uh, I'm going to go right there with you, Father, and just encourage you, you, pray, hope, and don't worry with every cup of coffee today. Father, (laughs) before we let you go, I do have one question I want to get to on this because I love thinking about this every Lent and you often share with us about the ejaculatory prayers, just those quick little prayers we can pray at the spur of a moment. Um, Often, you know, if we give up, say we give up food, some food item for Lent, and we have that particular hankering like, oh, I gave up donuts, to use the example from earlier. I gave up donuts for Lent, and right now I just really want a donut. What's something that we can pray just in that moment to offer that craving for that donut up to our Lord? Uh, My guardian angel, protect me. He's there right with you, guiding you through the day at every literal step of the day. My guardian angel, protect me from this 
temptation specifically to a donut. My guardian angel, protect me from all evil this day. You're walking into a a, a grocery store. How, how many mass shootings have taken place at grocery stores, yeah. huh? It's 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 so so sad. Um, uh, my guardian angel, protect me. There's one right there. Maybe you have a particular devotion to a particular saint, Saint Joseph, huh? Saint Joseph, protect me. Saint Joseph, be my guide. That's actually one of the traditional short fervent aspiration or ejaculatory prayers is saint joseph be my guide saint anthony be my guide is another one especially when we're traveling uh so there's all kinds of, that are out there and i would say uh based on your own personal spirituality and your your own personal uh uh spiritual um doings throughout the day pick an, uh, an aspiration prayer an ejaculatory prayer that is appropriate for you in your life adam i have one final list here uh, just simply titled try a different approach to fasting this lent i think it's very very good it says lent and fast have a tendency to be oriented toward giving up huh? things like food television coffee and this is a good thing no doubt but there are many other creative ways we can welcome Jesus' healing touch into our lives this Lent. Here are some suggestions you may want to consider. Number one, fast from anger and hatred. Give your family members an extra dose of love and attention each day. Pray seven glory bees each day and honor the Blessed Trinity for the specific intention of growing in the virtue of charity towards your family members. First Peter 2 verse 1 says, Strip away everything vicious, everything deceitful, all pretenses, jealousies, envy, slander, and disparaging remarks of any kind. Huh? Number two, fast from judging others. Before making subjective judgments about others or situations, we always have the right to judge objectively, however. Uh, recall how Jesus overlooks our own faults and constantly welcomes us back to his divine mercy. God's greatest attribute, according to the writings of the church fathers. Luke 6, verse 37 says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Number three, fast from discouragement. Hold on to God's promise that he has a perfect plan for your life and pray for an increase of hope. Again, one of the three theological virtues, along with faith and charity. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know well the plans I have for you, says the Lord God. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Rather, plans to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. Number four, fast from complaining. When you find yourself about to complain about something, especially to the point that it will disrupt your personal peace, close your eyes, take a deep breath, right? And recall some of the little and larger moments of joy that Jesus has given you throughout your life. The third letter of John verse 11 says, do not imitate an evil example, but follow what is good. For whoever does what is good is of God. And Philippians four verses four through five says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Everyone should see how unselfish you are. And we should note well, Adam, that both the liturgical seasons of Lent and Advent give us a quote unquote, rejoice Sunday right? In Lent, it's Laetare Sunday. In Advent, it's Gaudete Sunday. So our Lord and his bride, the church, in her sacred liturgy must want us to really put some emphasis on this virtue of hope in our lives. And my last point here, second to the last, excuse me, fast from resentment, bitterness, fighting, and or quarreling. Work on forgiving those who have hurt you in the past, whoever they might have been, family members, friends, or strangers even. Romans 13 verses 13 and 14 says, let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust. No, not in quarreling or jealousy. No, rather put on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And my last point here, Adam, number six, fast from spending too much money, especially in a day and age of high inflation. Huh? Try to reduce your overall spending, especially on frivolous things, and give these financial savings to the poor. Proverbs 19, verse 17 states, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. So there you have it, trying a different approach to fasting during Lent. Uh, Pope Francis is challenged to do some different kinds of fasting during Lent. And of course, uh, that list of 40 different things from our good friend Sherry Antonetti, who writes for the National Catholic Register. And uh, I'll send you uh, uh, some links to my own personal list as well, Adam, so we can get all those at Covenant Network. It'll be great, Father. And I just want to leave this thought out there, because I know in the readings for Ash Wednesday, we hear this from our Lord, that when you fast, don't do it in such a way that everybody knows you're fasting. You shouldn't be walking around like, oh, my goodness, I'm fasting. Woe is me. Life is terrible. And I always go back to this quote from one of my favorite saints, St. Philip Neri, who said, cheerfulness strengthens the heart and helps us to persevere. A servant of God ought always to be in good spirits. Charity and cheerfulness, or charity and humility, should be our motto. And I know from experience, Father, and I imagine you do too, the more we focus on the love of our Lord and we do all of this with a grateful heart, the easier our fasting will be and the more fruitful, dare I say, it will be as well. Amen. Great, great summation up. Great summation. Let let joy lead it all. Yeah. All right. Well, Father, I, it's been a great conversation about the positives and negatives of Lent. And like we said, we hope you're not giving up Roadmap to Heaven or Open Line Tuesday or Catholic Radio. In right. fact, the 40-day challenge, be with us throughout this season of Lent. Uh, if you want to find the replay of this for our radio listeners, be sure to go check out our podcast, Roadmap to Heaven, available wherever you get your podcast and on Covenant Network. For our YouTube viewers and viewers of the video version of this interview online, we want to know in the comments below, what are you doing this Lent? What are you giving up? What are the positives you're doing? And how has that helped you? Maybe you'll make it onto a list next year when we get ready for the season of Lent. So do share those with us. Father, it wouldn't be a a time together with you if we didn't close out in prayer and in particular asking that intercession of St. Joseph. So I want to turn it over to you. You bet, Adam. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, this Lent and always, descend upon all of our Covenant Network and Roadmap to Heaven listeners and remain with each and every one of you this Lent, this day and always. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Well, Father Wade, thank you so much for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. For more information on the Fathers of Mercy, be sure to check out fathersofmercy.com. There's some great lists there, some great resources there. Or follow them on social media. We will link to them. You can find them there. However you get there, just get there. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. We stop on this Wednesday for our Daily Dose of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. This week we are talking about when we think we know better, and Patty has five words for us. On Monday we talked about humility. Yesterday we talked about obedience. Patty, what word do you have today? Today the word is trust. And this is a hard one, too, because uh, very often our trust can be broken by um, the sinful actions or words or hurtful things that, that people do. But I come back to this all the time. If I still believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding the church, then I can trust that things are going to be okay. I can get all upset 
if I listen to the news or Vatican news, local news, anything, we, and we just start to believe that things are the absolute worst and that things are falling apart. But in the scheme of the history of the universal church, whatever it is that we're going through right now, whatever issue it is that you're upset about, this is just a blip. It's an absolute little blip in comparison to 2,000 years of what's been going on in the church. And so we can just have trust that the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing and that those that are in charge do see a bigger picture than what we can see. And we just go back to Jesus. I trust in you. You are in charge of your church. Jesus, I trust in you. And it'll be okay. This is so closely linked with the word you had for us Monday of humility, because it takes humility to trust. And I immediately go back to something else you said, Patty, that I'm not the Savior. I'm not the Messiah. Our Lord is. So thank you for this challenging encouragement today. As you go to Mass today, one of the things you'll hear is uh, either remember you are dust and to dust you will return or turn away from sin and believe in the gospel, repent and believe in the gospel. And it always uh, takes on a special significance for me because my name, Adam, literally has its origins in the words for earth and ground or red earth, red ground and and man. Uh, Sometimes, depending on where you go, man of the red earth. And so... I like to uh, joke around with family and friends that my name is Mud, um, quite literally. But I think it's a good reminder for us that in the grand scheme of things, we think we're so special sometimes, and we are, because we are children of God, and we have the dignity that he gave us at our creation, the moment of our conception. But in comparison to God, I mean, we're just a speck, right? And... uh, It's a good time to remind ourselves to be humble. A couple more encouragements for you. For those of you that are electing to do something extra in addition to giving something up, as we were talking about the positives and negatives with Father Wade, uh, I encourage you, do it as early in the day as is possible. So if your resolution is to go to daily Mass this Lent, get up and go to the earliest Mass you are able to go to. You know, work schedule, I'm not seeing purposely be late for work. But if your choice is, well, I could go to 5.30 Mass after work, or I could go to 6.30 a.m. Mass before work, I encourage you, go to 6.30 a.m. Mass, so that if something happens, you still have the option to go to 5.30 p.m. Get to these things as early in the day so we don't forget them. I, I have a hard time with this sometimes. I have to do the important things first. Otherwise, they get put aside and put aside and put aside, and before I know it, the day is over and they're not accomplished. Maybe you need to make yourself a note and write it down as you get into the swing of Lent. You know, put it on the bathroom mirror while you're brushing your teeth. Put it on your steering wheel. Tape it on your steering wheel in your car if you have to, reminding you today, do not eat this. Give this up. Stay away from that. This is your Lenten resolution. Whatever you have to do, uh, you know, if you have to get a plane to fly by with a banner, it's probably a little cost prohibitive, but whatever you have to do, right? You know, within within means. So maybe put a reminder on your phone. Do not eat this today. You know, today, of course, do not eat meat. Today, we, we fast as well. So uh, put a reminder on your computer screen. Whatever you have to do, just do it. And finally, as you give up things today, not as you give up, I, I give up. 
No. Uh, as you give up your Lenten sacrifices, there are several prayers we can pray. And this is one of the things uh, that Father Wade and I were talking about that you'll hear in the podcast version of the interviews. And Father, what do we pray when I'm, you know, I gave up donuts and I really want to reach for that donut. Well, he offered, you know, we could pray, Holy uh, Guardian Angel, help me to avoid this temptation. A very good prayer. In fact, one that I'll be praying quite a bit during the season of Lent. But another one uh, that we can pray that I like to pray and I want to share with you is just, Lord, help me to want you more than I want this. And sometimes I get fixated. You know, I like to say I have a hanker. And the other day, Beth, Beth said to me, what do you want for your birthday? It's your birthday. Well, whatever you want for dinner, I'll go get it. I'll make it, whatever you want. And I said, I have a hankering for fried chicken. We don't eat a lot of fried chicken in our house because uh, we're trying to be healthy. And, but I just had, you know, and, and for about 20 minutes, that's all I could fixate on was fried chicken. Well, Lord, help me to want you. Help me to fixate on you more than I'm fixated on this fried chicken. You know, so today, uh, simple, simple, simple. Also, we've been saying it all week. I want to say it one more time today. We know, and what are the requirements? The requirements are to fast today, and the requirements are to fast on Good Friday. That's the minimum. And I want to ask you, what can you do? You know, one of the things I said to the men last night was the world needs us to be men. And I think part of that is it needs us to do fasting and incorporate fasting with our prayers. So how can you go beyond the minimum? Give some serious thought to that. How can you fast maybe every Friday of Lent? Could I challenge you to do that? Maybe that's something you could do. Think about it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning here on Roadmap to Heaven at 7 a.m. We've got some good things in store. Until then... As the Blessed Mother asks us to do each and every day, pray your rosary today.